Hi, and welcome to my podcast. I'm your host, Kareen Powell. I'm an intuitive guide and the owner of Change Radically. My intention, both here and in private sessions, is to come alongside you in a way that feels safe and empowering. So many of us are experiencing similar things and feeling common emotions, but we won't know that unless we talk about it. You aren't supposed to have to go it alone. I specialize in helping people pleasers change patterns and create a life they feel good about. Life should not be consumed by doing things you feel obligated to do. Do you want to feel a lot less frustrated? Then stop living in a way that benefits everyone else at your expense. Empowered to Thrive is a place of safety. Conversations focus on topics that impact our mental, emotional, and spiritual health. Parenting comes up too, because I'm a mom to four kids, and it's natural for me to talk about the impact that has on life. Bottom line, you're always welcome here, no matter what type of day you're having. Your friends and their friends are welcome too. Please share the podcast. Let's create a place of community and connection that is saturated by authenticity and transparency. I'll start. Now, on to today's episode. Hey there, happy to have you. We're going to continue the conversation, not specifically around emotional neglect, but around the idea of have you been traumatized? Is trauma still affecting your life, even if you didn't go through anything big and obvious? What I mean by that is, say some people, they they know they experienced abuse or they recognize they went through a major life event that they were traumatized by. The interesting thing with trauma is it's not necessarily the event you go through, but the way you go through it, the perception you have as you go through it. For example, you could be in the water almost drowning, but if you don't perceive that you almost drowned, if you recognize that help was close by and you didn't internalize this, I I almost touched death and I felt afraid by that, you may not come out of it at all traumatized. Someone else may come out of that experience extremely traumatized and have a fear of water, have dreams where they feel like they're they're drowning because they're reliving this event that affected them on multiple levels. But really, it's about our perception, the underlying beliefs, in how we go through these experiences. So what I really, what I want to bring up today though, is this idea that there are many of us who are living with unresolved trauma. And this matters because it's affecting our present day. It's affecting the, the way we interact with people, the way we carry our own self and affecting us in a detrimental way. So why I'm bringing this up is so that you can actually recognize, oh, I have something I need to look at so that I can actually resolve this, move forward without it hanging over me and without it having this residual negative effect on my life. 
And a lot of people grow up in families where their parents just didn't have the capacity, didn't know how to self-regulate, didn't know emotions were something that should be expressed and cultivated because I'm, I'm not meaning just like an expression of anger where then people rage and they hurt someone or they throw something and everyone is afraid. I don't just mean like, oh, people should just be able to express whatever range of emotion in any way, no matter how it's affecting everybody. Not necessarily. I do think anger needs to be expressed and not bottled up. I think there's safe ways to express it, safe places to express it. And I definitely don't think young children, nobody should be the object of someone's anger, but young children experiencing someone's anger, it's, it's gotta be processed because a young kid is internalizing an idea and a belief. And if we don't talk about what's going on in the room when someone gets angry and other emotions, but then, then we're bound to internalize and conclude something that's probably not truth. Maybe that's a little bit broad, and I have noticed, of course, my children aren't grown yet, so I don't know how all of life is impacting them, but I've noticed my husband, Evan, will sometimes have an angry tone. He's, he's not an angry person, and he's actually joking, but, and they're not alarmed by this angry tone when he's playful and he's joking, but I often personally feel I don't know if I feel triggered, but I flashback. I know that. I flashback to that tone and what it meant when I was a child. Because I had a parental figure who was very angry and it was not in a playful way. So that tone isn't playful to me. That tone is like a very real, terrifying tone. Now, the longer I've lived with Evan, I've actually been able to recognize, oh, okay, all right. I don't, I don't fear what he's going to do when he has that tone. I assume it's playful. But I also, at the same time, recognize that it takes me back to another place. Now, if I'm really triggered... It's not just going to flash me back. It's going to affect me. I'm going to feel afraid. I'm going to want to hide or I'm going to want him to stop that tone. Like it's, it's going to affect me in a bigger way. So my children, I recognize, don't respond to anger the same way I do because they haven't known it in the same way that I did. So I guess what that what I'm trying to say there is it's not automatic that oh a child hears someone angry they're going to become afraid. I do think we learn. We learn what we need to be afraid of. And anger isn't something that everyone knows to fear. So thanks for tracking with me. We're just going to continue 
moving in this direction where what about you? What about your life is residually affecting you that we could stop and get curious about and say, should it have to affect you still? Is there something unresolved there? And I'm again, I am bringing this up because if your life can get better, if your life can be easier, more peaceful, more joyful, then why not? If there's nothing that's residually affecting you in this negative detrimental way, then fabulous. But what if there is? What if you struggle with intrusive thoughts? By the way, many of us struggle with intrusive thoughts. My kiddos just told me a week or two ago about how they had a bizarre thought. It actually wasn't bizarre, but to them, they're like, mom, I have this thought that like, what if this happens? I'm, I'm crossing the drive, the, the parking lot. No cars are coming, but what if somebody comes and they, they hit me, they run me over, like something like that. And I was like, yeah, I, I mean, I have thoughts like that too. And then my other child was like, yeah, I have thoughts like that too. And we talked about it a little bit. Basically, those type of thoughts come and go for many of us. What do we do with them? That's a question. You know, like I, I, I basically might have a thought, but I don't necessarily do much with it at times. It's like, oh, yeah, that might happen. Okay, but I'm going to keep walking to my car. Like I don't see anyone else. I don't see any cars around. Um, I'm safe at the moment. I'm just going to keep going. And there's a lot we could do with that conversation, but I'm bringing it up because sometimes if we don't talk about it, we think, gosh, I'm the only one who has these intrusive thoughts when no, no, I walk down the stairs and sometimes have a thought like, oh my gosh, like maybe I'm just going to trip and like fall down all these stairs. Okay. Maybe, but it hasn't happened like in the gazillion times I've walked down the stairs. So I'm just going to keep going down the stairs. Okay, I can hold on to the railing if I really feel nervous. And I'm not trying to make little of these things. I'm just saying it's what we do with what comes our way. We don't have to give every thought power. In fact, if we do, we're going to be tormented. All right, that's a thought. I noticed the thought and I let it go. Woo! Thoughts come and go all day long. My emotions, I'm sure you also feel this way. There'll be times your day, you start off and you're like, I felt happy. I felt hopeful. I was excited for the day. And then something just shifted. And I got into this like negative, dark, hopeless place where like, oh, my life feels so monotonous. And I just wish there was more time for me. I wish there was more excitement. Like, what's the point of all this? Like, it, that type of thing is also typical. This happens for many of us. So what I might suggest in that case, you just step outside, just like get out in the sunlight. If it's raining, maybe just still get out if you can get out to a covered area. Step outside, shift your day. There may be other ways you can shift your day. If you have a chance for a 20 minute nap, that might help a lot. Sometimes we need rest and our body is, 
is just needing a recharge, a reboot, and it changes everything for us. I'm not talking about that. I'm going to go sleep because I'm depressed. I'm going to go sleep because I'm frozen and I, I don't know what else to do. I don't mean that. Um, and I mean frozen as an emotional response, like a freeze response where like I, I'm so overwhelmed by the big thing in front of me that I'm going to stop and do nothing because I don't know what to do and I'll just go sleep. So I'm not referring to those scenarios. I'm talking about when your body needs a recharge and the whole world looks brighter when you wake up because you feel more rested. Um, it might be time to get a cup of tea or something else that's like comforting but nourishing. You know what it is for you. You may need to call a friend and just bring someone else into your experience hey, I know this is going to pass, but I just needed to talk to someone right now while I'm here. Because again, this is us reminding our inner child. I go back to the inner child because our inner child shows up all the time in our lives. Our inner child needs to know I'm not alone in this. So when you phone a friend, it's like we're going back in time and reminding that little kid, Help is close by. There's an, there's an adult, there's a parental figure, there's someone nearby noticing us and helping us. Now you're that parental figure for that little kid. You're noticing, oh, they need a friend to talk to right now. They need support in this moment. Or they need to go outside and get some sunlight. They need a nap and a rest. Like We are being the loving, wise adult that our inner child needs by noticing what they're experiencing and coming to their aid. How can I help? Now, a little kid doesn't always know how they need help. So as the wise, loving adult, we offer suggestions. And you might feel like, but Corrine, I don't know what I need. I get that. That's okay. You're going to learn as you go. So it's trial and error. You know what? Let me step outside. Let me make myself that warm drink or that cold drink, like whatever. Let me rest if I can, even if it's for five minutes. You have five minutes. Close your eyes for five minutes. I don't think we. It, everything has to be like perfect. Like, oh, I need to have this amount of time. No, shuffle things around. Make this work for you. Use what, what resources you have. If you've heard me say it once, you're going to keep hearing me say it. Like I'm talking about making the most out of what you've got. I'm going to use five minutes to take a walk if I've got five minutes. Do I want to take an hour long walk? Yeah. But if I expect that every time, I'm never going to walk. I've got to take the five minutes when I can. And then at the end of the week, if I took five minutes every day, that's 35 minutes. Friends, I'm, I'm happy with that. Like I'll do that if I have to. Because it's satisfying to know, oh, I did get a walk-in. If I have to, yeah, it, it just, we got to use what we got and make the best of it. And we each can do that. And maybe your personality, like that's not how you would normally look at things. That's okay. It's all right. Try it out. Just, just give it a try. I've heard people tell me I sat outside for two minutes and it made a difference. Heck yeah. So go do it.
We all can make space for two minutes and five minutes here and there. We all can. So, all right. So again, sometimes this unresolved trauma shows up in forms that seem really typical. Like I've, I've got intrusive thoughts. I feel dysregulated throughout the day. That's okay. That's really normal. But it doesn't mean you have to live in that constant. There is help. There's a different way. Gosh, I remember not wanting to live. Like I just, I just didn't want to live anymore. Like life was so difficult. It was so hard. It was so lonely. It felt so dark. I mean, th this is like my childhood. It was my normal and I didn't know it could be different. But I had those thoughts in the home I was growing up in. Like I had those thoughts often. And I know I'm not alone in that. And it was basically just an indicator of my internal reality. Whenever we say like, I just don't want to keep going. I feel like that is an indicator that like the internal reality is really hard. And that's why I do the work I do. That's why I'm here because I want to help you experience what I know is possible. I know it's possible to wake up and love the life you're living. I'm there, friends. And it's only getting better the longer I go. The more I heal, it gets better and better and better. So just consider, here's what I want to leave you with. I hope, I know, I never, I know we never got to this like amazing conversation. I guess I feel like we just like brushed on different parts of this bigger topic, but that's okay too. I want to leave you with this. Just consider as you go through your day, what are your emotions? Like, what are you feeling at different times in the day? Just notice them, but take note, like take note so that you're able to consider them at a later point or to reach out to me. We can consider them together. What is your day-to-day -day internal world like? Excuse me. Also remember, you don't have to believe, please don't believe every thought you have. And bring someone into your headspace. Bring someone into your internal world. Someone that you feel safe and comfortable with. It is definitely better when you're not just doing it alone, experiencing all the hardship alone. And I, and I also just want to close by saying there is hope. If you feel like your internal world is scary, heavy, dark, or bleak, if you battle feelings of hopelessness and despair, it doesn't always have to be that way. It can change. It can get a lot lighter and a lot brighter. And reach out to me or someone else who you feel might be able to help you and see where it goes. I'm always, always, always rooting for you. Always here.
ready to just listen to what's going on in your life and offer guidance. Much love. We've come to the end of another episode, and I'm so glad you were here with us. I hope that you'll consider what you heard today and to start to put into practice something that resonated with you. Meet us here next week, and in between now and then, please share the episode with a friend. Remember, who you are is good, and I'm so glad that you're alive.